Hi. I know you think you've been infiltrated by Julia Fox and that Kenny is nowhere here, especially if you're doing audio only. But rest assured, no, I just have allergies. It's an annual war and they're kicking my ass. Um. <laughs> you are about to enter the courtroom of the Honorable Judge Kenny J.D. Does she have any movie critic experience? No. Does she have any authority? No. But they gave her a show anyways. The movies are bad. The cases are good. The rulings are final. This is in defense of. I couldn't be bothered to do. I gave you all a little bit of a beat, but I can't. I can't be bothered. Every bodily fluid is coming out of my nose. I'm just really over it. So we're just going to be a little bit more nasally. You know, I wonder if. Being high on antihistamines will make me any more funnier. We'll see. But hi, welcome to In Defense Of. I'm your judge and jury, Kenny JD. And this is a more butter production. Basically on the show, we talk about uh, movies that did poorly in the box office or got really bad ratings. And I, because I'm the only one with the gavel, decide whether or not they deserved it. So last week we were talking about a wrinkle in time, right? Wasn't very good. (laughs) Quick of it. Wasn't very good. And uh, feel free to check that out. It's on the More Butter channel. Feel free to subscribe. Feel free to like us. Follow me on. uh, What are we? We're on Spotify. We're on everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And I'm sure this is a great auditory experience for you. So today we're talking about Heathers, which is a movie I've been uh, wanting to watch for a while because it kind of comes up in conversation around like dark comedies, maybe somewhat campy film from the 80s. And uh, I'm into it. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Heathers. And um, this was actually the first time I got around to watching it because, you know, get busy. So this gave me a great opportunity to sit down and watch it. So, Heathers, 1989, is an American Black comedy uh, that also mixes elements of, like, teen film. It was really interesting watching it as a person who's, like, a late millennial, early Gen Z person, um, because there's so much about it that really showed how it may have influenced things like um, mean Girls. There was a lot about it that felt very like Regina George. And I was like, okay, homage, you know. Um, but it's written by Daniel Waters, who apparently is not related to John Waters. As far as I'm aware, I, I wasn't able to see any correlation. I guess I could have literally looked up is John Waters and Daniel Waters related? <laughs> Sexy. Oh my God. <laughs> and directed by Daniel Lehman. Layman, both of them in their respective uh, film debuts. And the film portrays four teenage girls, three of whom are named Heather. And they're in a clique at an Ohio uh, high school. As a Michigander, I'm just born with the need to hate Ohio. So just take it for what it is. One of which ends up dating the new kid in school who ends up being a murderous psychopath. And he spends the entire time staging suicides of students that go to 
the school. With that said, I guess we should really uh, do a content warning. Put this in there early. Thank you, editor person. This entire movie is about suicide. <laughs> so if that's something that's triggering to you, please don't watch this video or watch the movie for that matter. Now, I had actually originally heard of Heather's via the musical, actually, because there ended up being a musical made maybe several years later. And a friend of mine was like, you need to watch it. It's the most disturbing but hilarious thing I've ever seen. And the music is kind of fire. Now, did I watch that? No, I wanted to watch the movie first and then get my opinion on that later. And I still haven't watched the musical yet because I've been sick. So <laughs> I didn't have time to do I really should. Well, I did have time. I was I was the entire weekend. I was just immobile. But I ended up watching a crappy show on Netflix instead, which if you haven't seen The Ultimatum, please watch The Ultimatum. It is the worst thing I've ever seen and I love it. Anyway, so uh, that's how I initially heard about it. But I didn't know that it was sort of a black comedy. Some people kind of compared it to Dear Evan Hansen, which no, <laughs> no, because Dear Evan Hansen doesn't know if it wants to be serious or not. This movie is very well aware that it is a black comedy and it performs as such throughout the movie. We can have discussion and critiques about how it went about it and how it didn't age well in certain aspects, mainly the homophobia, but it's tonally consistent. Uh, so I don't like that comparison. But anyway, the budget for the film in the late 80s was $3 million. And um, Heather was released to the public in March of 1989, at which New York Pictures was going bankrupt. The film was considered a flop when it was released, earning only a little under $200,000, actually closer to like 180 uh, in its opening weekend, and ultimately grossed $1.1 million in the United States over five weeks. Yikes. <laughs> but if you've ever seen the film, it was a major loss, but I could tell immediately why it garnered a bit of a cult following because it's just chaos. It can't be people love chaos. <laughs> so that's the whole point of it. So again, largely why the movie's here is not because it was received poorly critically or through audiences. 93% of reviewers thought the movie was great. And then 83% of audiences thought it was awesome as well. So it wasn't as if the people that went in knowing what the movie was gonna be about didn't enjoy it. It's just nobody went to go see it. <laughs> so the critical response was that Heather's was a dark, cynical, and subversive film that gently applies a chainsaw to the conventions of the high school movie, changing the game for teen comedies to follow. Which I could see that. Again, I do see a lot of um, references to some degree to this movie in later teen comedies that would happen later. So, okay, fair. Today's video is brought to you by Haritos Soda. Haritos comes in a glass bottle made with real sugar and has absolutely no HFCs. There's 12 all natural flavors, so you're sure to find something that you enjoy, including, but not limited to, grapefruit, strawberry, tamarind, mango, and pineapple. Those are my two favorites, but I also love a fruit punch and many more to choose from as well. If you would like to taste test every flavor for yourself, feel free to check it out in their Fiesta pack available at Walmart. Link will be down below. Big thanks again to Haritos for sponsoring today's episode. So plot wise, so in a high school in Ohio, there's Veronica played by a young Renona Ryder. Um, and she is a part of this clique known as the Heathers. She's the only non-Heather in the Heathers. <laughs> Everyone's named Heather something. Um, and the Heathers are, you know, 
girls named Heather who are popular, thin, beautiful, whatever. So it's Heather Duke, Heather McNamara, and the school's queen bee, who is Heather Chandler. And basically they have absorbed Veronica into their popular clique because they saw something of her. Again, is it giving you mean girls a little bit? Yes, it is. But Veronica is slowly getting tired of them abusing their power. Um, she was friends with the geeks or whatever at one point and has kind of turned her back on them in order to hang out with the Heathers. She starts to long for her life where she was comfortable and she was with people that were genuinely nice and caring. Um, and around this time is when she meets the new kid who is named Jason JD, no relation, Dean, um, who automatically gave bad vibes. I was not into it. Um, he's played by Christian Slater, no? Yeah, young Christian Slater. And immediately he's giving like school shooter vibes. That's another trigger warning. If you're, if you're if you're not interested in seeing like a rebellious teen in a school setting who wants to end the world for people, again, probably shouldn't watch this movie. Um, but but he's automatically giving bad vibes. He brings out a gun with blanks in it to intimidate some of the kids who were trying to bully him. Um, everybody here sucks, by the way, at this school. Like any person that is put in the center of the school sucks. Um, so I already knew that JD is giving bad vibes. So Veronica refuses to have sex with one of the college boys at a party that uh, Queen Bee Heather takes her to. And because of that, Heather is like, you made me look bad and I'm going to ruin your reputation. And in response, Veronica's like, I want um, her dead. I wish she would die. She's really the worst person ever. I really wish she would die. And I was like, zero two hundred. But you know, she she is terrible. Later that night, though, she ends up hooking up with JD. Again, no relation. And uh, there, they both talk about how much they hate Queen Bee Heather because she's terrible. We should ruin her life. Again, mean girls, yeah? <laughs> the next morning, Veronica and JD break into uh, Queen Bee Heather's house. He jokes about how they should... Um, jokes about how they should give her drain cleaner for her hangover cure. And Veronica's like, that's a dark joke, haha, but she gives her orange juice and milk to get her to wake up in the morning, but accidentally takes the wrong cup. And JD, who knew that she took the wrong cup, serves her the drink, killing her uh, instantly. She did. She real did. Um, and they panic. And JD is like, let's just write her a suicide note and make it seem like this was her this is her way out. So in a twisted way, by Veronica dying so tragically, she ends up becoming even more of a figure in the school, making her seem as this like tragic, popular girl and a representation that you never know what's happening underneath the surface. Meanwhile, one of the other Heathers, Heather Duke, ends up using the opportunity to become the next Queen Bee Heather. You know, she's the clique's new leader. You need one. You can't just go without one just because she did like what after original queen bee heather so heather chandler's funeral um heather mcnamara convinces veronica to go with her on a date with these two like bully meathead guys and veronica's like i'm not having sex with them i'm just going with you as because you wanted a double date whatever and the next day the boys tell a lie talking about she was like fucking both of them 
in the park or some shit. And that ultimately ruins their reputation. So guess what? Guess who's the next one that's gonna need to die? So what they do is they stage a situation where she's like, yeah, I actually want to do those things. Let's go like have a threesome in the woods. Um, And while there, her and JD come out and shoot them. (laughs) Veronica thought that the bullets they were using were like tranquilizers so that they'll bleed a little bit, but they won't actually die. So she's like, so he ends up shooting one of them and he did. And she shoots at the other one, but misses. And she's like, oh, it's fine. We scared him. And then she realized, oh, dude, number one dead. So they go after him. Well, so JD goes after him and he shoots him too. And afterwards they stage it as if they were uh, secret gay lovers who were overwhelmed by all the homophobia around them. And that's why they were super homophobic. And that's why they had to hide their love. So they staged those as suicides as well. Growingly disturbed by JD, uh, she finally says, I would like to end this. You a fucking weirdo. We done killed three people. Well, you done killed three people. And I'm just here. Like, how am I supposed to know? It's over. JD blackmails Heather Duke, the new queen bee, into getting every student to sign a petition, quote unquote, that unbeknownst to her is actually a mass suicide note. And he's planning to blow up the school. Now, throughout the movie, there is a girl who is frequently bullied by the popular kids. She She's a larger girl um, and they've been picking on her. She doesn't really have a voice throughout the movie. And she actually goes forth and tries to kill herself, but is unsuccessful, thankfully. And weirdly enough, over the course of the most popular kids in school, committing suicide it's become like trendy at the school to to kill yourself and so she's like what a fucking nerd she's trying to be like all the cool kids you dumb bitch you couldn't do it and i was like it is dark comedy it's fucked up later uh heather mcnamara calls the radio to discuss her depression and heather duke ends up like bullying her for calling a radio show about how depressed she is. And then that Heather attempts to kill herself in the bathroom by taking some pills, but Veronica intervenes and is able to stop her from doing it. So Veronica returns home and her parents hear that JD stopped by saying that he was worried that Veronica was going to try to kill herself. And that basically alludes to him uh, saying that he's going to try to stage her suicide And so knowing that he's planning to kill her, Veronica fakes her own suicide and he finds her. He's like, damn, I was, I was trying to do it, but it's okay. I'm gonna blow the school up. So when Veronica goes to confront him in the boiler room, she notices that he has a bomb ready to detonate under the pep rally. And so she's like, what do I do to turn it off? And he refuses to tell her. He's like, we'll live in history or whatever. You know, that crazy, like super villain monologue. He's like, society you know (laughs) and then she's like bitch what do we do to turn the bomb off it ends up shooting him and he accidentally ends up uh and he ends up accidentally turning the bomb off so it works out later she saves the people and outside comes jd with the bomb strapped to him and and he gives himself a personal eulogy detonating the bomb and killing himself as students and faculty rush outside to see what happens veronica goes back inside approaches Heather Duke taking away the red scrunchie that signifies who the leader of the clique is and then goes up to the girl that was bullied 
Martha that almost took her life. She goes up to her, invites her to prom, and that's the end of the movie. They're besties now. She's the good one, theoretically. And that's the end of the movie. Defense. I don't know how I feel about this movie. As a person who likes dark comedy, um, I do... I do like this movie. I think it it hits a little close to home in 2022 in some ways, but I think maybe that's why it's in some ways kind of a respite from, I guess, the real life things that have happened over the years in regards to like violence in schools. Um, it is a dark comedy. It's not. It's not trying to play. I think as something. Um, I need you to say moralistic, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Cause there is a moral in this movie, but I think it's meant to be tongue in cheek about society, you know, ironically, I'm not going to lie. I think it's a little harder to swallow in 2022 with all the conversations we have around school violence and stuff like that. But I think that's why it works in a weird kind of prophetic way. I think it's just out of pocket enough to work in a way that it doesn't super dated. It's a very fucked up movie, but that's kind of the point is to be a dark comedy. You can't really complain about the comedy being dark when it is a dark comedy. It's just not really your genre you're looking for. Uh, but in a way that I still think is done a bit smarter and more um, self-aware than some of the other like very low hanging fruit comedies that I, I end up criticizing a lot. There is a lot about this movie that does not age well. <laughs> Again, the homophobia. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I liked it. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I under I don't. If I said that I didn't understand why this movie became a cult classic, I'd be lying. Like, I definitely get it. Um, I am curious to see the musical. From what I hear, that one is somehow even more out of pocket. <laughs> Again, now that I'm looking at it retrospectively, I'm like, oh, yeah. So this is like tone. This is like roided up. Mean Girls, or I guess in the other direction, Mean Girls is a chiller version <laughs> of Heathers. Yeah, I think it's a, it, it's still like a very, to this day, quite a subversive film in regards to like the teen drama or the teen comedy. And so I liked it. I, I think it's innocent in the sense that, in the sense that, you know, it's been reclaimed. It's become a cult classic and I, th- and I get it. I get it rightfully so. It's it's dark, again, probably not the best for someone who is already in a dark place. Or maybe it is, I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, your own judgment on whether or not something with such heavy subject matter, but even if it's handled in a light way, whether or not that's something that you feel comfortable with. So I think it does a good job of having like those kind of earlier conversations around depression and mental health and suicide and how we as a society play into or completely are apathetic to those things. Um, like, and I think in a way there is something very sophisticated to be said in regards to this movie. Um, and it's also darkly funny. There are elements of this movie that are fucking hilarious. That's my defense. Cause I don't have, I have so many histamines in my body right now. I am barely conscious. <laughs> So I'm going to end it there. This is probably going to be a short one because we're going to edit out all of my sneezing. But uh, I'd love to know what your thoughts are if you've ever seen Heather's. It's actually on Tubi for free. That's where I watched it. 
I, I told you all the best and worst things go there to die. But watch it if you've never seen it and you think you can handle it. Um, I think I think it's a good movie. I think it's again very fucked up, but that's the point. Um, and if you have seen it and you agree with me or disagree, I'd love to see it in the form of of an objection in the comment section. Go forth, jewelry. I said jewelry. Jury, go forth and give your opinion. Uh, again, feel free to follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us here on YouTube. Get us to 20K. I don't know if we're there yet by the time you see this, but get us there. Um, follow us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. I've been Kenny JD. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on YouTube, all of which are Kenny JD. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.